Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers have broken through a door into New York's Metropolitan Museum. Richter established himself as the most stealthy and criminally capable of the crew. Adrian told a police officer exactly what was going on, and Red barely managed to save the situation and get the team inside. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. So Mystery Punchers, having uh, narrowly escaped uh, a very clever, not at all clever ploy by Barry Bullock to literally just turn yourselves in, um, you have uh, infiltrated uh, the the, uh, the Met. Um, and uh, you find yourselves um, inside a um, sort of a, you've come in through a service entrance, if you'll recall. Um, so you're actually kind of in the office wing. Um, it's, it's clearly a staff entrance and you can see, um, I think the best visual reference for this is to kind of consider, uh, like what newspaper offices look like in movies of this period, where it's a lot of like weird semi cubicles and, um, like, uh, sort of like, uh, everything's wood, um, sort of glass, uh, glass paneling, but, uh, very wide open, but very busy office space, very, very bustling. Um, and uh, as you, you burst through the door, uh, it's very much like the record skips uh, in the old saloon 
Um, and, uh, and everyone just kind of turns to look at the three of you, people who very clearly do not work in this museum. Um, you are uh, approached by um, a slightly flustered man um, who uh, is wearing a, a tweed suit uh, with classic professor patches. Um, and uh, you can tell as, as he kind of storms up to you, um, he's, uh, he's clearly having a bit of a day. Um, you can, uh, you can see that he's, he's already sweat through his shirt. Um, he, uh, he looks a bit like, uh, like Justin Long. Um, <laughs> but, uh, if he had ended up as like a museum curator and was probably 10 years older, um, and he just kind of comes up, um, uh, looking confused, but also slightly pissed. Um, and just, says, uh, excuse me, you can't be in here. Oh, hi there. Um, we're actually just we're we're here uh, to check on the uh, the Egyptian exhibit. Where the ambassador were were the ambassadors from the the Royal Ontario Museum in uh, Toronto. I was hoping you were going to say <laughs> we're the ambassadors from Egypt. <laughs> and just uh, wide-eyed again in amazement at just the fantastic improvisational skills that Red has. Uh Richter is just like grinning like an idiot behind <laughs> her like, "Ooh, that was a clever one." And yeah, Adrian is visibly confused because he can't remember whether or not he's allowed to talk. <laughs> and she's just going to hold out her hand and be like, hi, I'm Marcy Johnston. Um, I'm the assistant curator at the Royal Ontario Museum, and we're just here to see how the exhibition's going to go. Um, he kind of extends his hand, looking vaguely suspicious. Um, Claire, can you roll me a, I think we're going to go with persuade. No, there's fast talk, right? That's a thing. Yeah, let's do fast talk. This seems sure like a fast can. talking kind of situation. Oh, that's a five. That's an extreme success. Um, Why? Holy shit. As mm -hmm. he um, extends his hand, he goes, Oh, oh, of course, of course. Oh, from, from the ROM. Yes, um, very good. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Justin Ackers. Uh, I am uh, one of the, the curators here. Uh, I do apologize. We weren't expecting you for another couple of days. The exhibit isn't actually fully set up just yet. Uh, but uh, it is uh, uh, certainly nice nice to see you. Thank you again for, for all of your assistance. Uh, the Tutankhamun exhibit is uh, looks to be in excellent shape. Oh, it's just fancy, isn't it? And, you know, we're sorry that we're here early. It's just, you know, can't control when the trains get in. And we had to take the one that we had to take. Uh, and I know it's not set up. We're just here to make sure that it all arrived in one piece. So uh, I won't take any more of your time. It looks like you're real busy over here. So if you could just show me where it is. Oh, uh, well, your hair. I, I can assure you that it did all arrive in one piece. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you, you checked in. But um, nope, oh, the exhibit but arrived in, in tip-top shape. Oh, and I'm very glad to hear that. Of course, you know, I just, I gotta, I gotta send some, I have to, I have to see it. You know, my boss is on my butt for these kind of things. So I uh, just, just point me in the right direction. I'll get out of your hair. Um, his eyes narrow again. Um, Claire, you can tell you're losing him. Mm. Um, you get the sense that, uh, particularly at this particular juncture in time, uh, the Met probably, and actually probably true now as well, uh, has a bit more sway than the fine folks at our beloved Royal Ontario <laughs> Museum. Uh, so it, it, it's kind changed. of like, yeah, it's kind of like someone from a peewee baseball team, like storming the field, being like, I demand to throw a pitch. And everyone's like, you're eight. Um, 
so okay. uh, you can tell he's he's getting a little little bit suspicious. Uh, also, the uh, you, your case is not helped by the man in the tuxedo. Um, Richter absolutely looks like he's in the right place. Uh, uh, Addy stands out a bit. Uh, also, uh, for a um, an ambassador from a museum, you are a mighty scarred up lady. Um, and which, you're dressed like a fisherman, <laughs> which like shouldn't matter, but does. Yeah, no, I I totally forgot that I was full undressed as a river well, fisherman. And admittedly, he may have just assumed that's a Canadian thing. Like <laughs> I, I don't want to put it past him that, that this could that's just true. be that. Um, what okay. uh, what what do you what do you think you do to try and uh, bring him around? Um. Uh, and so you say this guy is about what forty? Uh, yes, yes, an right. older Justin Long, also named Justin. Right. Okay. Uh, she's uh, going to look at him and just say, "Are you the? Are you the curator? Are you the one in charge here? I didn't uh, realize that uh, you could get a position so young and handsome like yourself." Oh, uh, well, thank you. Um, but uh, no, I'm uh, I'm an assistant curator. Uh, there, there, there are a number of us actually, but. Uh... I'm just saying, if I'd known I'd be meeting you, I would have put on a bit, bit, a bit more makeup. <laughs> that uh, that that doesn't seem uh, necessary, ma'am. Uh, I are are you flirting with me? Well, what if I am? I you know. am not good in social interactions, so this is very confusing. I'm just saying, um, life in the museum business tends to be a bit lonely, and you know it's my first time to New York City, so I was just. You know, seeing a bit more sights than I expected to, if you don't, if you know what I mean. Well, I, perhaps then I should show you around New York. Oh, Let's I, go. I... This guy was you know... fucking busy. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, that's a great idea. If you could just point me to the nearest washroom, um, I just, you know, want to go freshen up. Um, He's like, you can tell he's trying like he is also trying to pull one over on you by oh. uh by um oh, okay. testing uh testing your resolve it's definitely now a game of liars chicken where you're both just like worse lie um so uh i'm gonna say uh claire can you roll uh i think this is gonna be a persuade check okay that's a success Okay. Regular roll of success. Um, I did not roll great for him. So um, he he definitely feels like something's up, but he is, is he's committed to this steamed hams uh, thing now. So he's just like, yes, but then I must show you around New York, correct? Of course, I look forward to it. Excellent. Well, the 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 washroom is is just over here. Your your compatriots will have to wait here, of course. Standard museum policy, as you must know, as an ambassador of a museum. Of course. Uh, do you mind just uh, showing me, showing me where it is? Uh, yes, it's right this way. Um, and he uh, he leads you to um, a staff washroom that's uh, just kind of off their kitchen, um, so quite nearby. It is unfortunately uh, not tremendously well well hidden. Damn. Richter. Adrian leans down to Richter and just says quietly, "He's like, is this a stick up? Because we're doing it wrong. A stick up." What, what is a stick-up? 
Okay, that's, so what happens in a stick-up is I, I take at the narwhal, and then I shoot it into the ceiling, and then Red worked on the voice with me, and what I say is, this is an old-fashioned low-tech stick-up. Everybody on the ground and put your shit in the bag. And then I'm not supposed to talk anymore. If anyone oh. makes noise, I shoot up or then. Oh, I... No, I, I don't think this is one of those. No, I think this is uh, something that requires a bit more of a delicate touch. I, I think Red is doing an excellent job so far. I'm, I'm completely enraptured by her performance. See, I'm a little worried because she said that I had to stay right with her because outside when I got left alone, I made poor decisions. Hmm. Well, then we should, uh, we should take part in the, uh, the scheming as well, yeah? And, okay. and Victor will just too loudly say, like, my associate and I also need to use the washroom. I gotta do a big poop. Um, yeah. So Justin uh, <laughs> is clearly kind of uh, frazzled, uh, perhaps more so. And there's, like, people doing full-on, like, um, Aaron Sorkin walking talks with him, like, trying to hand him documents. And he's like, no. Ah. Um, and so finally, Red, he, he just points to the bathroom. He's like, it, it's... Please use that one right there. I shall return. Apparently, one of your associates must take a rather large poop, um, which I, I should uh, assist in. Um, I will return momentarily. Um, and then he he turns on his heel and kind of rushes, and he starts, like, gesturing broadly to um, Richter and Adrian. Uh, Richter, like, kind of, like, comes alive a little bit, like, oh, all right, and it starts to, like, move move over towards the washrooms. Yeah, I'll just follow um, Red, what are you doing while he is distracted? Uh, I would like to slip into the museum proper. That's what I'd like to do. All right, go ahead and roll a stealth check, please. Okay. Wise choice not to bring Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> we are sneaking. Oh, boy. Um, no, that's a fail. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, my stealth isn't high. So, um, Red, uh, you try and uh, give him the slip, but uh, as soon as, uh, you, you, you know, your hand is on the doorknob, um, he's like, oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. Um, the bathroom is over there. Uh, the ones in the museum are for patrons only, and they're not nearly as nice. Oh, no, that's fine. And I'm just going to I'm just going to open the door, um, close it behind me and run. I want to disappear. Uh, OK, um, I'm going to need a. Hmm. What? Hmm. Let me see. Sorry, I'm just looking through the list of skills here to see what exactly that would be. Um, you can hear um, a kerfuffle um, behind you uh, as it is clear that um, they're not <laughs> just like, ah, our one weakness, Shucks. doors. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, well, I look for this. Um, Richter and Adrian, what do you do as soon as you see Red disappear? Hey, everybody. Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously, we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're, they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse.
Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go and try to, uh, I guess, distract uh, uh, Justin Ackers. If he's, if he's like looked over at her going through the wrong door and is about to engage, I just want to, I want to bring him over to, to us instead. Okay. How do you do that? Um, I, I, uh, uh, Richter will, uh, 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 just clutch his stomach and say, Oh, and just fall, <laughs> fall to his knees in the middle of this office. Oh, are you okay? Uh, uh accidentally Adrian is selling this bit a hundred percent cause he's not aware it's fake. Um, Somebody get a doctor. Okay. Uh, Tyler, um, can you roll a fast talk please? <laughs> Oh my god. I got all ready and I don't have my dice. One second. <laughs> Classic yeah, old record, man Richter. Adrian is completely panicked because he has he, he, he was not supposed to be left alone. Uh, and now Richter is dying. <laughs> it's very confusing. I'm so sorry, bud. Uh, this is what I get for uh, trying to do a non-shooty option. Ooh, that's nice and low, but is it low enough for my fast talk? <laughs> no, I rolled a 10 and I failed. <gasps> um, I'm going to spend five luck for a normal success. Yeah, wow. that's, a, that's a good time to use it. Um, so um, uh, Justin is like, oh no, she's, oh, oh shit. Um, and uh, the fact that Adrian, who is clearly also very like physically imposing, is, is like flailing around screaming for a doctor. <laughs> Um, he runs back and says, I'm a doctor of philosophy. What can I do? Sam, he, if he dies, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> um, so he, he drops uh, to, to his knees next to uh, Eurichter and he says, um, what, what, what seems to be the difficulty? Is, is it your appendix? Did your appendix ex- explode? I think this is something we knew about in the 30s. Maybe we just thought it was, uh, I don't know humorous or something medical science has come a long way regardless what's wrong with your guts uh richter will just take the offer and just like yeah yeah it's that it's what you said it was yeah um and uh he says oh don't worry i have just the thing here drink this and he he reaches into his uh jacket and he he hands you a small bottle uh what what does it say on the bottle Grandpa, uh, you gotta drink it. You can't afford to die on me. Uh, and he's gonna take it out of his hand and just start pouring it into his mouth, like forcing him to drink it. All right. And that, my friends, is the story of how Richter got just a full mouthful of laudanum. Um, so, uh, Tyler, I'm gonna need a, uh, I think, a constitution <laughs> check uh, as as the, the, the opiate gets poured down your uh, down your throat. <laughs> That's a big old fail. Oh, man. Go tell Richter when he's 10 feet tall, am I right? Um, you are uh, immediately awash a with uh, with feelings of, of relaxation. Um, and uh, your arms feel all, all weird and, and floppy like noodles. Um, uh, Richter, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you do? I don't know anything. I, as a player, don't know anything about laudanum. Um, Nor I, but okay. I know it's of the period and seems to be a <laughs> thing. It's like morphine plus codeine, essentially. Yeah. So you just oh, be like okay. dopey. I, I was going to say, I go to sleep. <laughs> I just, I'm choking and sputtering as it's being forced down my throat. And then I just, 
uh, just uh, good knocked and just <laughs> what you need to wake him back up adrian <laughs> just says to the doctor he's like you're a doctor and now he's asleep i am not burying him in the woods so you wake him the fudge up um he says oh no no it's fine he he's he's just sleeping i just put him to sleep wait long sleep or short sleep oh a long sleep definitely Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, and then he's going <laughs> to grab the narwhal and just blow away the <laughs> um, so bad. You know, uh, two days earlier, um, Justin Ackers uh, was uh, at his, his local uh, uh, doctor's office and um, he was saying, listen, as a fellow doctor, and the actual doctor was like, of philosophies, yeah, regardless, uh, I just really could use another uh, dram of the good stuff, as it were. Uh, some more laudanum. I must say, being an assistant curator at a, a museum is, is quite stressful. The doctor just shakes his hand and says, You know, Justin, I, I'll give this to you because we're both doctors. But um, be careful because, you know, laudanum could kill you. And then they have a good laugh about it. Uh, he thinks of this as his head is blown off, uh, by, uh, the close range narwhal shot. Um, and immediately the room flies into a panic. Uh, there are screams, um, people like dive to the floor. Um, oh, Adrian starts to panic as he realizes everything's gone crazy and he only knows one thing to do. So he raises the narwhal and shoots the other barrel into the ceiling and yells, all right, this is an old-fashioned low-tech stick-up. Everybody get on the ground and put your shit in the... Uh, and then he looks around because he doesn't have a bag. Tom, is there anything that's bag or box equivalent? Oh, there's lots of boxes for sure. And there's like also probably some, some large ladies' purses. Um, Everybody yeah. put your stuff in that purse! Uh, and he's going to take the pick up the purse and just threaten the room with the narwhal, hoping they'll all hold still because he's not supposed to talk more for this. Um, great. Uh, Richter, um, your body is sprayed by, uh, the, the, the viscera, uh, gushing from the, the neck of, uh, the dead professor, but you don't feel it because uh, you are in happy town. So warm. <laughs> well, Delightful. it's just nature's blanket. Um, cool. Uh, Red, you have slipped into <clears throat> the museum, um, and you trust that everything is going according to plan. Um, you, uh, the museum itself is closed, um, so the good news is there aren't, like, you know, civilians wandering around, yeah. um, causing a ruckus, um, but, uh, yeah, you're booking it, um, do you think you would try and go to the exhibit or to the loading dock? Uh, the exhibit. Okay. Because the, the goal is to bring the stuff to the loading dock, so. Yeah, um, okay, so as, as you kind of, um, uh, this is a much more like visually stimulating sequence than it's going to sound. But basically as you're like running through the super cool kind of dimly lit halls of, uh, of the museum kind of rushing past, um, you know, suits of armor, um, on mannequins, uh, you kind of like have to deke through, um, the, uh, the dinosaur exhibit. So kind of like if we imagine red kind of darting between the bones, um, you are quite close to where the uh, Tutankhamun exhibit is going to be, uh, is being set up, um, when uh, you hear uh, a patrolman. Now, this is strange. You actually expected you would have seen more um, uh, patrol people um, doing rounds, um, but for some reason, uh, whether just through luck or skill, 
uh, depending on how Red's feeling about herself at any given time, uh, you've managed to avoid these guys altogether. Um, that said, uh, there's definitely one um, kind of uh, coming around a corner. Um, so basically you have a split second uh, to try and hide. So you're in the dinosaur room. Um, a guard is walking by with a flashlight. What do you do? Um, I'll, yeah, I'll try to hide. Okay. Um, where do you think you would try and hide? Would you try and hide, like, is this just kind of a, a, a dive for cover? Is it a try and... I guess I, I'm mostly asking in terms of, like, your reaction speed. Is it a calculated, like, look around, find a spot and go? Or is it just kind of throw yourself down? Um, I would say more the former because she's not in a physical position to just throw herself anywhere right now. Um, and I think she's very keenly aware of that. So Right, of course. I, 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 I think she's practiced enough that it's not going to be like, run, stop, uh, 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 oh no, taking the, t-. you know, it's, it's, it's fairly like, she's fair enough, she's uh, well enough aware of her surroundings pretty much at all times that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh no, someone, I saw something back there, I'm going to go around. So it's probably hide behind, you know, like a large um, paleolithic armadillo or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, can you please roll me a spot hidden? Um, yes. We're going to say this is um, for that kind of uh, immediate reflex of, of where to look. Oh my god, that's a massive fail. Yep, that's a good old fail. Um, okay, so having um, failed to spot a, a massive paleolog- uh, paleolithic armadillo, as you do, um, mm-hmm. you're going to have to uh, take a, a more drastic action um, to, to try and hide. So I think what we're looking at here is, um, I think we're going to go with a dodge roll. And this is unfortunately just full on, like you're looking for something that can hide your full bulk. You don't see mm-hmm. anything, but he's coming around the corner. So now it's, it's to the ground. Okay. A clock. Oh my God. Uh, that's a fail, but I'm going to spend 10 luck to, uh, to, to get there. Okay. Um, so uh, you throw yourself down hard. Uh, I'm going to say you take three points of damage. Oh God. Um, as uh, as you know, stars uh, like spots kind of blare in in your eyes from mm-hmm. from the pain. Um, but um, luckily, uh, the beam of the flashlight kind of passes directly through where you just were. Um, and uh, as the beam kind of sweeps the room, it picks up like just a massive, very easy to hide behind armadillo that was just <laughs> slightly outside your field of view. Uh, with the flashlight on it, it's a real insult. Like they're just rubbing your nose in it now. Um, but, uh, luckily, um, the guard, um, who does actually spend a moment scanning the room, um, uh, eventually, uh, just kind of says, yep, those are some dinosaurs, uh, and then, uh, continues, um, on, on his way. Okay. Um, so as you, um, kind of, uh, wince, um, getting to your feet, um, and, uh, begin to walk forward, um, you, uh, hear a clatter. Um, from the direction the guard was walking. Uh, and uh, slowly uh, the flashlight rolls back out um, into uh, kind of the gap that he'd been standing in. So you're still in the, the dinosaur enclosure, but just beyond you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the single flashlight is is rolling um, along the ground. What do you do? I assume that he's been murdered and um, I'm going to creep around to the door that he went into. Okay. 
Give me a stealth check, please. Okay, for okay. the creeping. Ooh, for the creeping. You're a creep. You're... You're... Uh, uh, I don't have the right study of this, so I'm just going to mumble it. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly a success. Oh, right um, on the line? Mm-hmm. Nice. Great. Um, so you kind of quickly move up, um, press yourself against the wall, um, and then you're, you're just, like, peering out to, to see what, what happened. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um... As uh, you edge around the corner, um, you see the guard uh, sprawled out uh, on the ground. Um, it, uh, you can see there's some um, movement in his chest. He does seem to be breathing, um, but unconscious. Um, but uh, alarmingly, um, someone seems to have wrapped uh, his face in uh, kind of um, what looks to be vaguely filthy white bandages um, and laying on his chest, rising and falling uh, with his breath um, is an ankh. Uh, so the sort of classic Egyptian symbol of uh, life and death. Oh, and here I thought this is going to be just a normal old museum heist. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Second X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space. Multiverse. Stars. One stars. One star reviews. Join Negative Nancy and Chatbot aboard the Space Windu as they bring you the worst one star reviews from all across the universe. I'm supposed to say that we promise to bring you the very best one star reviews from all across the multiverse. But you know what? I don't believe it. 
I don't believe that for one second. I'm rating my driver Marcus one star. Not for his driving ability, but instead for his disloyalty and cowardice. Lackluster moon vacations. A can of beans. Abandoned malls. Cat beds that don't come in human sizes. Dragon stuff. Come have a laugh back at the one-star reviewers. Listen to the one-stars wherever you get your podcasts.